Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Body, a guide for occupants. The human body is a fascinating and beautiful machine. Whether it's the brain, a wrinkled blob resembling overcooked jello pudding that gives us our ability to think, our skin that protects us from heat, cold, and does its best to self-repair cuts and bruises, the heart with its never-ceasing beating, transfusing blood to the other organs of our body which work in concert diligently keeping us alive. Still, or perhaps due to our fascinating intricacy, we encounter many biological challenges in our lives. Even our gestation causes issues for our mothers. Just look at the morning sickness of pregnancy or the challenges of attempting to give birth to a baby whose head size exceeds circumference of the birth canal. Even common ailments like back and knee pain or cancer, are all byproducts of evolution. As annoying as evolution can be, without it, we could not exist. Understanding this process, along with its benefits and dangers, is fundamental to understanding ourselves. When Bryson set about writing his best-selling books, he performed extensive research. This included conducting in-depth interviews with 38 distinguished scholars, experts, and doctors in various medical fields. Bryson also personally visited many academic research institutions in the UK, US, and the Netherlands, such as Oxford, Harvard, Stanford, and Penn State Universities, as well as Princess Maxima Children's Cancer Center in Utrecht. As a result, this book was well received by general readers and medical professionals alike. Angus Brown, the associate professor of the University of Nottingham Medical School, praised Bryson, saying he has consulted an impressive cast of international medical experts, including a couple of my work colleagues, as his sources, whose expert knowledge and opinions add a welcome degree of rigor. The Daily Telegraph commented, it is a feat of narrative skill to bake so many facts into an entertaining and nutritious book, where Burson really shines is in his imaginative glosses on the facts he has collected. The New York Times Book Review said that this book is good at allaying fears and busting myths. And according to the Washington Post, if you flip through this book, and you will marvel at the brilliance and vast weirdness of your design. Think of this book as an exciting museum of human science and Bryson, without a doubt, as the funny and knowledgeable curator. Let's begin this fantastic journey with the following three parts. Part 1. An Imperfect Creation Part 2. From Birth to Death Part 3. The Subtlety of Creation Part 1. An Imperfect Creation Evolution is not perfect. It isn't a straight path from fish to mammal to homo sapiens, there are many failed branches and divergent pathways leading to everything from the noble lion to the confusing platypus. When you understand this it can seem hopeless to investigate something as mysterious and complex as the human body, where would you even start? Bryson chooses to begin with the largest building blocks of our body, our organs. Through the history of each one's evolutionary development, we can begin to piece together the vibrant genetic tapestry that leads to our creation. The first organ we need to analyze is the one you're using to process this bookie, your brain. This organ, which looks like a piece of half-melted butter, tender tofu, or overcooked jello o pudding, is nearly 80% water, with the remainder being fat and protein. 
seemingly inconspicuous, it is one of the most fascinating wonders of the natural world. Even if you sit back and try to do and think of nothing, in just 30 seconds, your brain will process more information than the Hubble Space Telescope has done in its entire 30-year existence. Capacity-wise, the human brain can hold 200 exabytes of information. This means it can accommodate almost all the digital content in the world. Just a single cubic millimeter of your cortex, a sand-sized piece of your gray matter can store 2,000 terabytes of content. In just this one tiny piece of brain you could store all of the movies and trailers ever made. Despite such a large amount of storage and data processing capacity, the brain does not consume as much energy as many would think. The brain consumes just 400 calories of energy, at a steady rate every day. That's equivalent to just one blueberry muffin. Of course, these are not the only examples of how fascinating our brain can be. Our entire world, the very reality we experience is merely the product of its immense processing power. Everything we perceive comes from the inner workings of the brain. Just like color, it's not a fixed reality but simply our perception of reality. Try describing the color blue without mentioning some aspect of the physical world. If you can't compare it to something like the sky or sea, blue becomes entirely conceptual. Imagine someone with a form of colorblindness that switches red and blue. In this case, they would see the sea as what we call red yet they would call it blue, since that is what they would have been taught was blue their entire life. There is no way to verify if you or anyone else share the same idea of color. It is simply a creation of our brains and an agreement between us that allows us to share the experience that the sky is blue. This applies to all our senses. Hearing, taste, touch, smell, exist as outputs of our brain. All human experience is simply stimulation filtered through this wondrous organ. The brain cannot exist by itself, it needs outside input to process and nutrients to keep it alive. The largest organ of our body and the one that gives us the medium for the brain's sense of touch is our skin. It envelops our body to protect other organs from harm. It reduces the impact of collisions and allows us to perceive warmth, pain, and other touch-based sensations. Our skin is one of the most rugged organs we possess. It will never fail in the way our kidney or heart might do, it won't burst or spontaneously sprout leaks, and, unlike most of our other organs, skin is good at repairing itself. Our skin is composed of the upper epidermis and the lower dermis. The outermost layer of the epidermis is the stratum corneum, that's the skin you can feel when you touch your face or rub your arm. In order for this layer to quickly heal cuts and bruises it replaces itself incredibly quickly. The entirety of you outer skin cells are replaced once a month. To put that in a more immediate scale, your skin sheds about 25,000 flakes per minute. These flakes fall silently to the ground and turn into dust. Each of us drops about half a kilogram of dead skin cells every year. Now you know why we have to clean bookshelves regularly, the dust is actually dead skin. The dermis is much more fertile than the epidermis, and houses all the active systems of the skin, such as sweat glands and hair follicles. We sweat all the time, but it's hard to notice when we stay still. Sweating is often caused by excessive heat in the body be it environmental or due to physical exertion. Interestingly the palms of your hands have sweat glands but do not produce liquid in response to these stimuli. 
instead palm sweating occurs only due to stress. This mechanism is commonly used as a marker in lie detector tests. For humans, sweating is necessary for life since it helps people dissipate heat quickly, keeping our internal temperature within an acceptable range. This evolutionary trait was crucial for the development of our brain, as it is incredibly sensitive to temperature. Sweating allowed us to evolve larger and more complex brains. In other words, sweating makes us smarter. With the evaporation of sweat, the body quickly cools down. This can cause our hair to stand up, causing goosebumps. This evolutionary trait used to help us retain heat and look more intimidating. Today this doesn't work due to us evolving away most of our body hair. In order to dissipate heat effectively while moving, humans lost almost all of our body hair. Our head hair acts an insulator for cold in the winter and a reflector for heat in the summer. However, we are not yet sure why we have underarm and public hair. Some scientists suggest it may be a visual indicator of sexual maturity but more research is required before we can say anything definitively. Wrapped in the dermis are a variety of receptors, the cells that allow us to feel the world. Some are carefully tweaked to provide extreme precision in detecting movements of 0.00001 mm. Meissner's corpuscles are a type of cell clump that is directly tied to pleasure. They are widely present in all of our erogenous zones and highly sensitive areas, allowing us to feel all light touches, kisses, and caresses. All of our organs play important roles in keeping us alive. However, one we ascribe particular importance to is the heart. It is seen, rather unscientifically, as the center of emotion and has been of great symbolic importance to humanity for millennia. Interestingly, it wasn't until relatively recently, during the 20th century, that we began to understand how it actually functioned. In 1929, Werner Fussmann, a young, newly qualified doctor in a hospital near Berlin, became curious about the heart. He decided to insert a catheter into an artery in his arm, and carefully pushed it through his shoulder and chest, eventually reaching his heart. Fortunately, for Fussman, the heart chose to turn a blind eye to this brutal intrusion and continued pumping. Forsman realized that he needed to record his newly developed procedure, so he walked to the radiology department on another floor of the building, catheter still in place, and gave himself an x-ray as proof of his great achievement. Other researchers had the same bravado of Fussman but with much more horrifying results. In the 1660s, to verify whether blood transfusions could save lives, British scientist Richard Lower injected sheep blood into a volunteer. After holding his breath for a few minutes, no ill effects were observed. After successfully performing the experiment a second time, other scientists gained the incorrect impression that the human body could easily deal with foreign substances directly injected into the bloodstream. Lower's test subject was an anomaly, normally the human body violently rejects anything other than its own type of blood. This was seen when other doctors of the time began a series of increasingly absurd attempts to explore the potential of transfusions. In addition to livestock blood, volunteers had milk, wine, beer, and even mercury injected into their veins. As you can imagine the results were unsurprisingly disastrous, and the experiments were banned after the volunteers suffered painful deaths. However, the misconceptions surrounding bloodwork in the medical world were not yet dispelled. 
Doctors were also enthusiastic about bloodletting a procedure that resulted in the death of the first American president, George Washington. In December 1799, Washington felt ill after a day of riding on his plantation. That night he had a sore throat, as well as difficulty swallowing and breathing. Three doctors were called to Washington for consultation. They began to let, withdraw, blood and induce vomiting, but Washington's condition did not improve. So, as was standard practice at the time, the doctors chose to stick with bloodletting as well as giving him medicine to induce vomiting. Within two days, 40% of Washington's blood was drained, sapping the vital energy he needed to fight off infection. He croaked, I die hard, before finally passing away at 67 years old. No one knows what disease Washington contracted, but it was highly likely that he had a simple throat infection that could have been dealt with via a good rest. These brutal experiments and treatments stand as a testament to how far medical science has come. Today we continue to develop our knowledge of our heart and the blood it pumps. Our heart beats 100,000 times a day to help transport blood and is exceedingly efficient at doing its job. It pumps about 6,240 liters of blood daily, which is more than the amount of fuel your car uses in a whole year. Weighing less than a pound, it overcomes gravity to bring blood all the way up from the feet. Moreover, it repeats this process almost once a second and works around the clock. This means that the heart performs enough work in a lifetime to lift a one-ton weight for 240 kilometers. Today, most abnormal heart conditions can often be dealt with and managed by a doctor. If the heart is not beating correctly, a pacemaker can help solve the problem. If there is a lack of blood supply to the heart, people can opt for coronary bypass surgery. If the heart stops suddenly, the timely use of a defibrillator can usually make it pump again. If the problem is severe enough, a full heart transplant is also possible. This concludes part 1. The brain may not be the most beautiful organ, but it provides us with rich, varied experiences, and has a high working efficiency and a remarkable capacity. Our skin protects all of our internal organs and allows us to feel and interact with the world around us. The heart is a simple but mighty organ that pumps blood throughout our entire body, and it is only recently that we have unlocked many of its secrets. These organs inevitably age and thus ourselves are not eternal. We come to this world with cries and leave in the morning of our friends and family. Between these two sets of tears is a rich and varied wealth of experiences, life. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.